You're listening to episode 10 of the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. I am Munir Lazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I'll share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standard today? Okay, so let the show begin. Hello, EasyMed Nation. How are you today? So you are here in the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. And today I have a guest for you who will help us to understand what is MDSAP. So we have the honor to have Angelina Hakim from qunique.ch which is an agency that uh, is uh, helping uh, regarding the medical device regulations and standards. So Angelina will explain us uh, how to understand the MDSAP, not MDSAP as I'm saying, because yeah, she's telling me that we should pronounce MDSAP. So let's say MDSAP uh, and how to avoid some of the pitfalls, uh, how to uh, understand um, the this program, this um, single audit program. Uh, so this is, I think, this will be really an interesting episode episode for you. Um, just one thing before, so um, I still need your support related to uh, the subscription for the podcast. So if you can subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform, and if you are on iTunes, I would really appreciate a, a good review from you. Uh, so it takes just a few minutes, just go to iTunes, uh, select the podcast, and there is a button to review uh, the podcast. And if you can provide me a nice review to be really uh, appreciated. So thank you very much. So let's jump in now on the interview with Angelina Hakim. Hello, Angelina. Hi, Monique. How are you? Good. Thank you. And you? I'm really, really good. So thank you really for accepting uh, the invitation uh, to participate to this, uh, to this podcast. Uh, and as I already informed the audience, so you will be coming to help us uh, to get MDSAP certified. So how to avoid the pitfalls, how to, uh, how to um, yeah, understand how it's working, how this new program is working. Uh, so thank you for that. Uh, and Thanks. but before that, but be podcast, yeah. yeah, so before that, if you can just introduce yourself uh, and tell us more about your secrets, <laughs> about uh, who you are, so that the people can really understand you. Okay, <laughs> so um, my name is Angelina Hakim, I'm a uh, biomedical engineer, um, trainer, auditor, and consultant uh, from Switzerland. And I'm the owner of Cunic LTD. Cunic, so Cunic, uh, so it's 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 written Q and Unique. So is there any meaning for that or? Yes, it comes from quality uniqueness. Quality uniqueness. Okay, tell yes. us more. What's that? So um, I wanted to do another type of um, consulting. Okay. So because. You know, um, during the last 12, more than 12 years, I'm now in the medical device uh, industry and um, I wanted to make it easier for the customer. So when they had um, a request that they don't need to wait for, you know, answer, like if I'm on vacation or uh, it's Christmas, they don't need to care about that. So if they have a request so that the request is answered appropriately. Okay. Oh, great. Mm -hmm. 
So I think uh, it will be a, a new a new vision for, for consultancy. Uh, what kind of service are you providing exactly? We are a consulting company, um, but as well we are providing um, trainings. So we try now since now two years to get um, international speakers to Switzerland. Okay. And uh, so topics like MDR, IVDR, um, these are the trainings that we provide as well, MDSAP and ISO 13485. And this year there are coming for sure more. Okay. And we have now started our own uh, training facility here in Switzerland, in Bolen. Oh. <laughs> in the heart of Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it exactly? Um, Sorry? Where is it exactly? It's in Poland uh, is um, just half an hour from Zurich, uh, okay. Luzern, Zug, 50 minutes from Basel. Okay. So it's and it's just one minute uh, from the train station. Okay, so easy, in easily reachable and easily reachable then. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, so yeah, you are consulting. Are you doing only consulting or training or some other things? Um, well, I work as well for Notified Bodies. Oh. Um, I uh, create as well uh, training materials. So I'm kind of an all-rounder. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> um, so let's make maybe more uh, also a session. I wanted to test that with you. So to make a session that I call like a, a icebreaker. Uh, so okay. I want to ask you maybe some quick questions. Uh, okay. It's not question about medical devices, so please don't don't focus on medical <laughs> devices. <laughs> uh, but it's really just to 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 understand you better. So so the questions are, are really simple. So don't think that it will be really difficult. But um, so the question are, for example, are you more cat or dog? Cat. Why? But I love really I love all um, kind of animals. Okay. But in the last um, years, I had two cats. So if I would have the time. To get again a pet, then it would be a cat. Okay. But um, yeah, just on Friday I had a customer here, and uh, she told me that she will organize a babysitter or, or dog sitter okay. for her dog. And I said, why? Just bring the dog here, and we had really a nice meeting with the dog together. So. Wow. I hope he was not barking a lot. So. <laughs> no, no, no. Very nice dog. Great. Okay, next question. Uh, coffee or tea? Mm, coffee and tea. And okay. uh, maybe it sounds strange, but um, just to uh, save time, I prepare them at the same time okay. <laughs> and take them to my table because yeah, after I drank my um, coffee, I will for sure have a tea. So, so I have, have it already on my table. Okay. What kind of tea are you drinking? Um, different kind, uh, so from black fruits. Okay, so mm -hmm. no speciality. For me, it's green tea. I prefer that. So green it's uh, tea. I yeah. like it as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. A uh, question that is more difficult because you are in Switzerland. So is it? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, do you prefer to go to a beach or to a mountain? Um. So I'm a summer type. Okay. <laughs> During summer, I like as well to hike on the mountain. Okay. Um, of course, we are in Switzerland, yeah. but I love also the beach. Yes. Okay, because for me, uh, as I work also in Switzerland, it's more like uh, 
I see a lot of people only hiking, 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 and it's it's normal. There is no 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 beach here. There is no sea, so it's uh, it's a bit a uh, bit difficult for for them. Okay, uh, next one, uh, dream job. What would be your dream job if you were not uh, the CEO of a consultancy company? Um, my dream job was before I started to study um, medical engineering was a really medical doctor. Oh. Yes, and I wanted to be a gynecologist. Okay. Pronounced uh, correct. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to help um, and uh, support women to give birth uh, during the pregnancy and all other um, topics uh, that we women have. Um, but then, you know, when I finished my um, school, um, I went and interviewed three doctors. Okay. <laughs> just to ask them how long does it take, how how hard is it, um, <laughs> and so on. And uh, at the end, uh, my conclusion was okay. I would love to stay in the medical uh, area, but I don't have um, the time, ten years or more, to study. And um, so I wanted to earn quickly money. Okay. Um, and uh, so that's why I said okay. Um, I will study then biomedical engineering and um, support this way the um, medical doctors. No, it's great. Yeah, I think yeah, it's really a long time for for being a doctor. I tried also uh, in France when I was studying in France. Uh, I had to pass in France. You have to pass the first year. Uh, and then you, you, it's can you are a doctor because you you passed the the the, the tests. Uh, but yeah, I failed twice, and then uh, the next next choice for me was to go for biomedical engineering. But really, I, I don't regret this choice at all uh, because yeah, I think I really like what I'm doing also now. So great. Okay, uh, okay uh, just um, maybe also something that uh, I want to to see if we can customize specifically for you. Uh, I have, you know that I'm doing my uh, thumbnails, so it's mainly the, um, the pictures that I'm uh, using to show, uh, to show those, uh, those podcasts or those videos that I'm making on YouTube. Uh, and I'm usually taking this and putting the picture of the person behind me. And I wanted to ask you, do you, what is the color that you want me to put on the thumbnails for you? Is it yellow? Is it uh, purple for girly or? No, uh, my favorite color is green. Okay. And, uh, I don't know if you can see it, uh, my logo there. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tunic. Yeah. So if I would uh, have the chance to wish, then it would be green and gray. Okay. Green yeah. and gray. So I will try to get that and make it for you. So I hope you like it. Okay. I hope you like yeah, it. So let's, let's see. see. It will be, I think, I, I will not ask this question to everyone. So we'll customize just okay. uh, some of uh, for my special guests. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, another last question. Uh, if you had uh, to ask somebody to read a book that will maybe change their life or do things, so, what would it be? Traveling a lot, and I'm trying always to find a little bit time to read a book. So I started with a book which is called Homo Deus. Um, okay. It is a disruptive, uh, disruptive book that challenges our traditional thinking. Okay. So um, it's imagine that um, sometime in 2050 we have um, we reach a world mm -hmm. where details in a technical failure that can be solved. Okay. So it's 
So imagine you can live forever. Do you so, do you want to live forever? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't mind if I live long enough to see my grandkids, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's really um, a change the way of thinking. Okay, so maybe you can send me the details of this book. I will just put that in the show notes for people that maybe if they want also to, to read it, uh, they can also click on the on the link and find it directly. Okay. 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 Um, I um, didn't finish um, it yet, but yeah, okay. I would recommend to start that. The name is Homo Deus, is that? Homo Deus. Homo Deus, okay. I will, mm -hmm. will just write that for uh, remind me to remind yes. that to me. I will send you something. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, okay, so I think we know enough of you. We know all your secrets. <laughs> uh, so let's start now maybe with um, more uh, interview of you uh, specifically regarding what you are doing. Um, the question I wanted to ask you is mainly um, you were, um, you were, if I can say, um, working for medical device manufacturers and consultancy and you decided to open your, your, your agency. So what is the reason and how yeah what what made you jump if i can say to this new new challenge i have always had a vision of being my own boss okay and uh, bringing my ideas to life so um when i felt that the right time came i decided to go all in okay so it's poker it's like <laughs> i give all the chips yes. quit my job uh, my last job I have a great team there, um, I loved it really, but it was the right time, so um, I decided to go over. Okay. And you know, in the past I um, worked already for different um, kind of um, um, companies, from suppliers to manufacturers, and even for consulting companies, so I saw different areas and um, then I said in the pre in, in the beginning I told you already I wanted to do it in a different way okay. and uh, to provide my customer um, the solution and not just talk about problems problems problems. Okay, that's great. And, and this is all service for me, so not just to come up with problems. No, no, it's and, good. Uh, it's good. Bring up solutions. Yeah, it's always what I'm, I'm telling so, to some of my employees to say, when you arrive with a problem, can you also arrive with the solution or the preferred solution? It will help me to help me to make it more easy. So, um, so you are your own boss now. So how is it? Are you, is it better? Uh, do you have more time for you? Do you have more, less challenges or? Do you know which day we have today? Yes, it's a Sunday. Sunday, right. <laughs> So this means to be your own boss, to work sometimes with 24-7. Just yesterday I had a phone call with the CEO at 10 p.m. Okay. Um, to discuss uh, MDR strategy. And so, you know, it's not this uh, typical 9 to 5 or you can take off whenever you want. If you have the passion behind it, then even on Sunday you will come and work and do something for okay. your company. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you think it's not work anymore. It's really, as you said, passion. Mm -hmm. you, you like that, and it's not like you feel yeah. you are working, which is yeah, which I think is a great feeling. So <laughs> good. Um, enough of you. I think we talk too much about you. <laughs> so let's maybe now bring, let's maybe now bring some value to to other people. So uh, as I said, uh, what I want is mainly that you can show to people 
how to get MD SAP. I know that you don't like when I say MD SAP, so MD SAP certified. Uh, so, um, so yeah, I just want maybe to to give you the the the, the stage now and just to say to us. Maybe first, what is MD-SAP for people that don't know? And then we can go through that. MD-SAP <laughs> stands for Medical Device Single Audit Program. So it is a common quality management uh, system audit um, approach agreed upon among um, the competent authorities of the United States, Canada, Brazil, Australia and Japan. And it combines the requirements of the ISO 13485 with the local quality management system requirements um, of the participating countries that I told you before. So just to um, say it in an easy way, it is 541. Okay, so you are five countries, one certificate, is that? Uh, one audit. One audit, yeah, one audit. And uh, who then should, if I can say, jump or decide to be MDSAP certified? So in the First line, of course, uh, manufacturers who want to market their class two and above uh, medical devices in Canada. So these are um, because Canada doesn't accept other type of. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, because as um, so Canada now decided to cancel his. Um, uh, is quality is legislation, if I can say, in terms of medical devices. So CMD, what is it? Yeah. CMD cards, yeah, uh, to, and to replace it with MDSAP, so it's making them life easier. I don't know that uh, they are not taking care of that anymore, and uh, they give that to other organizations. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, what then is that the advantage for people is mainly to have, I suppose, only one audit. So first. The biggest advantage is, of course, that it allows you to register and sell your medical device in Canada. And uh, with the MD-SAP, you combine the traditional 13485, ISO 13485 audit with the FDA QSET and all, the, all other quality uh, system audits of uh, Brazil, Canada and Australia and Japan. So if you are doing your job correctly and have no major issues with your products on the market, it is less likely that FDA and the other authorities would knock at your door. because. They already know everything about you uh, through the audit report that uh, they receive from the uh, auditors and the auditing organization, of course. So that would mean um, that you would have less number of audits and less disruption within your company. And you know how much time it takes yeah. to prepare uh, the company um, to get an inspection or an audit usually. Yeah, I, I made an episode on that on the, my podcast. It's uh, the five or six, I can't remember, five, six types of audits uh, that uh, that are existing. So we have internal audits, we have notified body audits, we have uh, uh, authority audits, then we have unannounced audits also. So it's uh, something that also is disturbing the people. And for big corporation, we have corporate audits. So it's uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of audits. And I, I, um, there is also, um, there was also a video made by one of my teacher in France. So it's a French video, but it's also on my website on the French uh, area, uh, where the auditor was explaining how. Um, uh, not the auditor, the, my teacher, who is also working for a medical device company, was explaining how it was difficult for him because his, his company is a supplier to many medical devices. 
uh, manufacturers and he receives audits every week nearly uh, from um, from notified bodies uh, because of this product because of this um, customer because of this, uh, it's, it's a nightmare for them so yeah having yeah. a harmonized audit maybe will solve uh, solve the problem if i can say um so as we said so we talk now about the, the all, all the types of audits that we have so what is the difference between then md sap and the others so is it uh, an additional one or is it um... so due to the fact that md sap combines the requirements of the five countries plus the iso 3245 <coughs> you can expect a long audit and a high time pressure okay so the auditor you need to, to know that the auditor is under extremely time pressure so you as an auditor auditee uh, will feel it too so imagine that you have an fda inspection mm -hmm. and an iso audit at the same time okay so it's something like that but the good thing uh, though is that it is very structured you know what the auditor uh, expects to see and this is thanks to the md sub companion document so you need to prepare in order to know what. Yeah, I, I saw this uh, this document and it's um, it's uh, summarizing the questions uh, of uh, possible. I mean, I don't know if it's possible or if it's mandatory questions because I heard also that uh, all the audits should be the same. So mainly to give the the same opportunity to every manufacturer, you need to have the same question provided to them. So is it on this companion document? Is it kind of the script of the auditor uh, means that they ask the first question is this one the second is this one etc etc or you can scramble or you can decide which one you want to ask it depends on the auditor sometimes okay. so i had already um the experience to have uh md sub audit on so i was on the other side as an auditor but as well as the, uh, on the uh, uh, manufacturer side as, a, as an ODT um, team member. So it was, um, they didn't uh, repeat exactly word, word by word the, the questions. But what they are not doing is to jump from one pro, uh, process to the another. Okay. Right? So there is a flow and uh, if you know it, then it's fine. And you know in this chapter um, it is expected to uh, show this documents and this uh, evidence documents and so on. If you prepare it in a good way, then... Okay, good. So yeah. um, then when you are audited by, by this, uh, this auditor, this organization, what is the worst grading that we can have then? So um, let's say... Uh, theoretically, yeah. <laughs> you can achieve um, six, but okay. um, they said that it's already worse enough to have five. Okay. So we have a grading one to five, and five is very critical. Okay. And if you have more than two grading four, this means that the auditing organization needs to report it. To report it to who? To the authorities. So. All the authorities or just the authorities were... Five. Oh, the five authorities? Okay. Oh, so it means that... They will upload the report there anyway, so... Okay, and then the five... What is going on in your company okay. immediately, yeah. So it's not, not good for, for you. <laughs> but then how you can avoid that? How you can avoid to have this grading four or five? First of all, understand the 
13485. So ensure that you have a documented procedure in place, uh, which the ISO 13485 is required. Then um, if you don't have it, then you have, we are talking about an escalation. Um, uh, it's uh, grading a plus one. Okay. So if you don't have the required uh, procedure, then you, you will get plus one. And as well, make sure that your risk management files, uh, product releases, and risk um, risk on the concession are justifiable and defendable. So to avoid having released a non-conforming product to market. Another um, tip that I have is to open a cuppa to mm -hmm. address systematic um, issues that you are aware of and um, make sure that you have the risk out of these issues and uh, under control, of course. Because just opening the CAPA is not sufficient. You need also maybe to, to make this investigation and to define the risk uh, and, the, and the actions to, to perform. So just saying, oh, I opened the CAPA for that, it's fine, is not a sufficient answer. No. Okay. No. You need, of course, then to show that you worked on it. Okay. And if you have um, from your previous audit already findings, make sure that you um, address them in an appropriate way. Uh, because if they find again the same finding, that is also an escalation of plus one. But, um, so that's why you can easily achieve the four and five. Okay, but when we are saying of previous audits, we are talking about the previous MD-SAP audit or if there was a previous ISO 1345 from a notified body, is it sufficient also? Is it uh, something that can escalate your grading? I, yes. Okay. Yes. So I talked to several notified bodies and um, so you need, uh, some are saying, okay, we will just um, have a look on our reports okay. from the previous two. Some are looking at uh, three years uh, before, and even some are looking at um, mock audit reports as okay. well. Okay. So, yeah, it's not like uh, so easy to just hide and say we are not doing that. Yeah. Good. Um, <laughs> So, if people want then to avoid all this, they have to be well prepared, they have the companion document, they need to be focused really on the ISO 13485. Uh, just one precision, so as you've said, we have the five countries. Uh, so, if we are not selling, for example, in the United States or Brazil, should we still have to follow what they are asking us? No, because during the audit, you, uh, so before, of course, in the stage one, you are clarifying which countries. Okay, so in, in stage two, when they are in your company, then they will just um, check the requirements of the countries that where you are selling. Okay, so it's really uh, focused on really what you are doing. So, But if, mm -hmm. for example, today I'm not selling to Japan, uh, and I'm get, I, I am MD-SAP certified uh, uh, for the other countries. And if tomorrow I want to sell to Japan, I have to ask again for an audit to come for this specific uh, region. Mm -hmm. So it's not like uh, I can go with uh, this certificate and say I am MD-SAP certified, so I can also go to Japan. But, but as I was not, uh, as at stage one, I didn't mention this country, so it's uh, out of uh, of the focus for for this uh, for this certification. This is what you clarify in the beginning. Okay, yeah. that's good. 
So um, what do you think then about this new program? Well, how old it is now? Since when did we start this? 2013 or 14, something like that? Yeah. So how, so do you have kind of a... But to live, it came 2017. Okay. I'm not wrong, I need to check again, but yeah. So yeah, two, uh, two years old now. So is there any feedback from it? So do you think it's a good program or there is still some improvements to do or... So if you like, if you ask me personally, absolutely, I like it. Uh, I like the transparency. Uh, I like that it's clear. You know, it, the tasks are clearly defined, and if, even the gradings. You know, when you are getting a four, when you are getting a five it, uh, of the nonconformities, is clearly defined. So that's why I like it a lot. But I hear as well um, that for the auditors, it's really sometimes re uh, tough. If the companies, medical device companies, didn't prepare well and they don't have a back office, for example, to provide it, the documents uh, on time, and it's because we have their extremely time pressure. So, right? so, so um, yeah, for people that don't understand the back office, so where usually we have uh, the way to have the audit is uh, called uh, front room, back room. So we have the front room where we have all the the auditor and the host and the SMEs that are answering the questions that are there. And we have the back room, which is kind of, I call it sometimes the war room, because it's really a, <laughs> a war that can happen there. <laughs> because as soon as we have a request, uh, those people are in charge to get the document, to find the document, to get it, uh, to make a copy of it, to check that everything is fine on the document, then to send that to the front room so that it can make it easy for the audit to happen. Because I remember my time when I was uh, really uh, starting on medical devices and audits. It was more like uh, we have an audit, uh, we have just a front room. And as soon as I need the document, I bring the binder with all the documents inside and I open it in front of the auditor and I say, mm, this one is, uh, no, no, it's not this, no, it's not this. So it's, it was painful, taking time. And at the end, maybe sometime I provide the wrong document to the auditor. So where then he was not really happy of that. So, so yeah, it's, um, but I, I think what you mean is that we need really to, um, the, the, the concept of front room, back room should be really something that people are using to make it easier because as you've said, there is a time pressure. The auditor wants the information quickly. So he cannot wait you for looking for 10 binders to find the right documents or 10 uh, SOP to find the right information, etc., etc. Exactly. And um, I really recommend my customers always prepare a back office um, and um, even put their two printers because okay. sometimes you know one printer is blocked and then the auditor you know it's you feel as an auditor as well extremely time pressure you need to continue and you can't because they don't uh, Bring, deliver yeah. the, the document and after a while as an auditor you are forced you know to say I didn't see any evidence so okay Okay, it's really, it's really like, it's really like uh, I, you don't provide me that on time, so I have to raise a uh, grading, if I can say. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see anything, yeah. Great, so yeah, so I hope for people to be ready and prepared. <laughs> Because uh, I think it will be really challenging for maybe some companies that don't have uh, the resources or, or the, the preparation. Um, yeah, we, I, it's something I will talk maybe on some other episodes or some of my blog is about audit readiness. So how to be ready for an audit, 
how to place, uh, uh, how to prepare the documents. As you said, we have already the companion documents so that we should already prepare some procedures that are requested there. So print them, uh, have them available. Do you, uh, do you recommend printing or showing on the screen directly? It depends on, um, first of all, your quality management system tool yeah, <laughs> needs to be validated, yeah. right? Um, if you have that and everything is okay, then you can also continue by showing it on the on the um, with your beamer. Yeah, that's not a big issue. But I do like to print it out, and uh, because the back office can really. So, so I like to hold paper in my hand. So. Okay. And so, as well. so it's great then. Okay. Um, we have then, um, uh, so as you mentioned, we have the countries that are USA, Australia, Canada, uh, Japan, Brazil. Europe is not there. So what do you think? Should Europe also be included on this program? I mean, with yeah. the new MDR, it's maybe challenging, but yeah. Um, Europe is currently observer. Okay. Uh, of the MDSAP program, and as you know, they are very, very busy with the implementation of the MDR. However, I really believe that it would make uh, auditors and manufacturers' life much easier if they jump on the MDSAP um, train, because harmonization, you know, it helps all of us. Mm. Yeah, I think it's really a good thing. As you said, um, you have one audit, and then this the report is sent to all the countries, Uh, so then it can show that um, this company is compliant to all the requirements of a country. Uh, so if Europe jumps in to be better, but as you've said, with the, their challenges actually with the MDR, IVDR, maybe they are waiting <laughs> first to see what's happening. But what about a worldwide, do you think one time we can have a worldwide uh, harmonization regarding this, this uh, the medical device regulations? Or is it something that we can expect or something that will be really helpful for us? It would be helpful if we can expect it. Yeah. It will be difficult, yes. Okay. But it is, of course, uh, my personal wish if we would have this harmonization and uh, it will help all the manufacturers, all the auditors to have one approach. Yeah. So one auditor instead of uh, many that are coming. Well, I had, I had also the experience wants to have uh, an auditor coming and uh, providing us uh, an observation for a certain topic and the and we corrected it on the way the auditor said and another auditor from another organization came and said he doesn't he don't like what we put in place on this thing but it was what the auditor asked us to change so it was also a contradiction between both auditors so What I think, I'm saying always is a, an audit is a human uh, exercise. So it's not like a robot that is making the, the assumption and this and that. So there is some interpretation. So we have also to understand what are the requirements, uh, but also to understand that the person that is asking us those requirements are human. So he can also have his own interpretation of things. So we have to, to be also careful of that. So, but having one audit can reduce also those, uh, those misinterpretation or those... Um, conflicts uh, in terms of ideas or interpretation. Yes, absolutely. Good. So, um, Angelina, I think um, people are now really understood what is um, MD-SAP. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. They can contact me 
directly, no problem. Yeah, so just maybe tell people, so is there anything that, uh, that we still miss or that you still want to say to, to the people? You know, um, about MDSAP, uh, most of the time we have a training which goes eight hours. So for the podcast, I think um, and I hope that we gave them a short overview. Um, but if they want more, then to join uh, one of our MDSAP trainings. So they, so they, you can, they can come to Switzerland directly and uh, you are... You have coffee, you have everything for them, so you can, you can make them... I'm going as well to their uh, country. Oh, really? Because, so... Uh, in December, I was invited to Istanbul. Oh, great. <laughs> for example, yeah. So you are not only working for Swi in Switzerland, so many you are... No, no, worldwide. Great. So if uh, some people are really interested to have uh, Angelina Hakim coming and uh, telling them everything about MDSAP, <laughs> I think, yeah, they can directly contact you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, is there anything, uh, so how people can follow you or how people can contact you then? Yeah, we have um, uh, on LinkedIn, of course, and, and, and on Sync, our company profile. Okay. Unique in behalf, um, but uh, they can as well um, contact me through LinkedIn and Sync and as well our homepage is always up to date. So I will put all that on the show notes. So I think it's qunique.ch for Switzerland. Qunique uh, together. <laughs> to, yeah, together. Yeah, all together. Uh, and I will put also the link for your LinkedIn so that people can can contact you directly. Okay, something else to add for the people or maybe some new events or some new trainings that you are planning? or. Um, we have on uh, Tuesday, um, so in two days, uh, our IBDR um, event here and on um, 8 March we will have as well an MDR so event. February 12th IBDR March 8th uh, MDR yes. so I think uh, and more are following yeah I think the agenda is, is full is there a page or somewhere on your website where we can see all the events that are coming or yes it's under um, seminars okay so go to clinic.ch and, yeah, and MDR uh, and IVDR and uh, MDSAP and so on. Good. So uh, yeah, I encourage people maybe to go to the website clinic.ch and uh, see what uh, what Angelina is is proposing then. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Angelina, it was really a pleasure Thank to you. have you. Uh, I think uh, really uh, interesting interesting interview. Uh, and I hope uh, I hope yeah people will contact you directly also and uh, and uh, and ask you for for support as as you, as you said you people yeah really need to be prepared for kind of an MD SAP certification uh, so yeah they can contact you directly and ask you for for support on that. And thank you for this opportunity and also I would like to thank all my um, um, customers who trust in Cunic and uh, support us as well um, by giving recommendations and so on. So Great. it's a really nice feeling. Great. And now I wish you a happy weekend, right? Thank Sunday. you. <laughs> thank you very much. Right. Yeah. So, and uh, see you soon then. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay, I hope you appreciated this interview. So I think it was really great. Uh, so as I said, Angelina provided us all her secrets uh, about her, about the company, and also about MD SAP. 
so this is um, really something that uh, I appreciated. So thank you, Angelina, for that. Thanks for your time and your support uh, to help the community, to help the easy made nation to understand more about about this. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Uh, as I've, I'm always saying, so keep learning. If you have some people on your organization or on your, uh, that you know that want to learn more about medical devices, uh, so please uh, share with them this podcast, share with them also the YouTube channel and share with them the blog. Uh, and uh, I hope yeah, this will provide them a lot of value because it's what really I'm trying to do with you. So thank you very much and uh, I hear you on the next episode. So goodbye.